Jason Waller here, True Underdog Podcast and YouTube channel. Listen, make sure you subscribe today. You can go to iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can go to our YouTube channel, True Underdog, or you can visit trueunderdog.com and subscribe to all of it. Damn, damn, damn. True Underdog. Damn, damn, Unleash damn. the power Jason Waller here, True Underdog Podcast, Underdog Bites Time, baby. And I have got my dude, my friend, my homie, my brother from another mother, John LeBlanc, my co-host. How you doing, baby? I'm doing great today. How you doing? I'm fantastic. I can't complain. It's Friday. The sun's shining. The birds are chirping. Solar is making motherfucking power today. And today's show is going to be called The Cost of success and there's always a cost so what's new in your world it's been a while oh man um what is new well i've got a new position in power home obviously uh that's that's brand new that's something that i'm learning and adapting to so that was kind of a a fast transition but certainly something i'm excited about you know learning uh how to handle a little bit more pressure some some you know anxiety some nerves right and uh trying to be in the moment like we just spoke about so so let the listeners and viewers know before when you came on you were the director of national training right i was and now what's your position so director of training uh when i came into power home and now uh, director of sales operations so i'm working with the sales team and uh we are a very sales oriented organization and uh, i'm working with a great team over there uh, doing a lot of the operational needs uh, on the back end of the the sales process, sometimes on the front end. So some of the data, some of the reporting. But you went from managing like you went from managing like six or ten people to managing three hundred and fifty people. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's correct. So that's a uh, that's a big jump. What did that, that make you jump. feel like? Did your balls shrink? Did you get a little <laughs> nervous? What happened? <laughs> My balls shrink daily, uh, multiple times a day without a doubt. So, um, I feel like there's days where I just like hold my breath all day long and then like exhale at some point. So there you look, there's, there's pressure. I've, I've, you know, I've had to have some, some hard conversations with, you know, the fam cause that has, that has evolved and, and shifted. Sarah's my wife has been like nothing but supportive. It's just, I don't communicate. Like I have, there's like stuff to do and I just go do it. And, She's like, as long as you just communicate, like, give me a heads up. Like, I, I know you got a lot going on. Just communicate it. And, you know, those are the things that we're like transitioning from a marriage standpoint and, and getting used to a, a new job, a new role, new responsibilities. And I'm trying to still be a good father and a good husband and keep my my health, all mind, body, spirit and all those things in check. So, it is, you know, like, you know, I don't have to explain this to you. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's hey, I just like to, hey, I like to share the anxiety and the stress and the love and the passion with other people. So I, I love to see you bear that. And I and I my tip and advice for that is it's about quality, not quantity. Right. That's that's been my new message for myself lately. Right. I don't you know, I'm back and forth between Florida and here a lot. I mean, I still got 
120 days or 110 days, I've got to be in Florida. And so it's going to be a lot of days I'm not with my family, but I keep telling them it's quality over quantity. And if you can make the time, you know, Saturday comes and, you know, it's all about them and Sunday's all about them and you make that quality special, really you get better results than just grinding every day, in my opinion. And it's normal, at least for me, like if I'm, you know, me being away and then coming back or me being really engaged and and resetting and saying, okay, I got to fix quality here. If I'm grinding every day and I work till seven or eight at night, then I'm home. I don't get to hang out with the kids much anyways. What, 10, 15, 20 minutes a day? That's it. Well, now if I'm grinding and I'm gone all week, I'm going to miss them so much. I'm going to spend all day Saturday and Sunday with them. They're going to be sick of me. And same thing with my wife, but I'm making up for that with quality. And so that's kind of part of what I've had to do. I don't know if that's what you're experiencing. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, like, it doesn't help that we've got this, like, monumental shift rolling into the sale with with our new sales proposal right but like that's a whole nother level of complication that you know we're it's a huge project what we're taking in trying to make it as seamless as possible and that's going on all the time like all the time and um i guess that, that would be my question right like where like how and where do you deflect sometimes and how can you like get that scheduled quality time? Because I know you're getting like constant phone calls, constant text, constant communication because of the position you're in, right? There's there's needs for Jason Waller. So like th- those are things that I'm having to learn. Whew. So I'll tell you this. I, I go back to the home security business. I remember there's peaks and valleys of time invested. I, me and my wife were giggling not too long ago where Kevin and I would be in the office from six in the morning till midnight every day for like seven months. So I never saw my wife or kids. We'd go, we'd be home Saturdays and Sundays and that was it. But literally, and she'd be like, what do you do? We had work. We were, we were waiting for van teams to come back. I mean, when the business calls for that, it's like a doctor on call. When the business calls for you to be engaged, it's your duty. You got to do it. You don't have a choice, especially if you're running the company or you're in a high role position. That's your job. But the work you put in, it does suffice to give you some time that where it's like, oh, this isn't as bad. And it all evens out. And I, I remember times that I was working two jobs. I was working at Verizon Wireless during the day and then trying to go sell alarms at night. Never saw my kids. And I did that all weekend. And then I remember building up the home security business and not seeing them much except a little bit on the weekend. And then I remember it got a little flatlined where it started to grow. We had some call centers that now I can breathe a little bit. I can get home at like six or seven. And then, you know, I might be able to take, you know, a a Friday off here or there, maybe go on a vacation once in a while, and then open the home uh, solar business. I'm doing everything again. I'm there from like six to midnight. And then you get through that. And so, you know, every role, especially when you're new in a role, you're going to, you're drinking from a fire hydrant. So you're trying to catch everything and and time is your enemy. You got 28 hours of shit to do with 24 hours to do it. And you still got to sleep and be a dad and be a husband and, and, you know, be, it's, it's tough. And you know, the best advice I, I can give and to deflect is put it on your damn calendar of the time you're going to hang out with your kids. Put it on your calendar with your wife. Involve her with your stress. Hey, look, I just want to tell you about my day so you're not in the dark. You know, this is what I'm going through because at least that's a communication. You know, what I've realized is people want to matter and they want to help. You know, I'm one of those guys that never ask for help. And so I'm trying to work with myself more to say, I could really use some help or some advice here and trying to have humility and be humble because it's important because if you're out conquering the world and building this empire, John, like what we're doing, I mean, that's what we're doing at Powerhome. 
you know, for our wives and your wife is, is an awesome woman who has a job and a career and a mom and does a lot of good shit, but still they feel like they're in the dark. They're like, man, you are like doing this crazy big stuff. The more you information you can give them, the more connected they are. I tell my wife everything going on at work. Some of the executives don't. I do. That's the way I get that time back. She knows everything that's going on. I keep her posted. She asks questions at night. I involve her. And no matter how late it is, when I get home, you know, I go and I tuck my kids in at night. I try to do prayer with my son every night. And then when I go in there with my wife, we try to watch shows. Even if it's for 30 minutes or four hours, I try to watch shows. And I try to make it up at least on Sunday and most of Saturday. But the other thing you could do, which Kevin does really good, is he works his ass off. And he plans a trip three months later, two months later. So every three months, he's got five-day trip that he takes, or four-day trip. And when you do that, you're working for that trip. You make up for it in that trip, and it's a way to go, ah, oh, and then once you're done with that trip, you're like, I got the next trip. And so you're working towards that. Because what your kids will notice is you're out, you know, you're out working. You're, you're busting your ass, and you're, you're part of something great. And they're going to appreciate that. But you just got to be able to communicate with them as well. And that's part of this whole thing of the cost of success is you lose time with people. You lose time with family and you can't get that time back. But you have people in the world have to decide what is the priority. Some people say, well, my priority is just to hang out with my family all day and I don't give a shit what I do. Well, then your kids see that you didn't really ever do much. And your wife sees that you didn't really ever do much. And really, what is that? When you leave this world, you want to serve other people. And you want your kids to serve other people. You want to see that they saw success and drive in their dad and in their mom and what they want to do. Because kids are going to be kids. They're going to play video games. They're going to play on their phone. They're going to be on social media. They're going to have girlfriends. They're going to have boyfriends. They're going to, you can only do so much with them. And you know you can't babysit them all day. They got school, and it's our duty. I mean, it's who we are. And so... You know, I don't look at it that way. I, you know, it was, I'm going to retire. I'm just going to stay home with my kids. Like, you can't. You'll drive them nuts. You'll go nuts. Like, people don't want that. But what I do is I try to show them I have a hard work ethic. I don't quit anything. I bust my ass. And, you know, I want them to be able to do that or marry someone that's like that. or Because that's what's important. It's fundamentally important to be able to provide for your family, to be able to, to build something greater and be part of something. And we're here for our wives and, and our husbands and our kids, Right but we're also here for ourselves, And what fills John up or what fills Jason up? And it is great to have a wife and it's great to have a kids. And that does fill some of us up, but we always still have to do something for us to feel accomplished, to do our thing. Everybody's entitled to that. Everybody's entitled to matter and be successful in their own way. And success isn't money and success isn't title or ownership of a business. Success is fulfilling something. Some people are philanthropists and they're, su and they're successful, or teachers, or postmen, whatever it is that you love, that give, brings you that joy, the fulfilling you, that's your duty to have that for you anyways. Make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. You hit on something when you were talking there on one, scheduling it, and two, communicating. I just have a tendency to like head down, like just work, work, work. And it's a good point to like have something to look forward to. Cause that's why I like where I'm at right now is it's not right now that I've, I've got some time, but at some point I will, like I'm, I'm going to free up some space somewhere, right? Like just let me take care of these few things and then I'll have some space. So having that space to look forward, whether that's a weekend or a vacation or whatever it is, like that's important. And then um, I think you had mentioned scheduling it, right? Like we schedule our work days all week long, so scheduling time with the family, like intentional time. So just as you enter a meeting and you're 
Tired dinners, and- man. Family dinners, like two nights a week. Do do I'm going to do dinners these two nights a week, no matter what. This is when we're doing it. Yeah, and you just no matter what you go in and you engage, no matter where you're at, you go in and you you strategically engage with your family and, and interact, and that's important. So I'm working on that. You don't want to get burned out. You don't want to get burned out, but just know that all the work that you put in, you will find time. This is what happens. I always try to relate to think of those that are in the military and have to leave for four or five months or those athletes that have to leave all the time and go play games. I mean, this is, this is what happens. And so at least we get to come home to our family most nights, right? At least we get to be there and hug our kids at night or in the morning. At least we get to talk to our wife and kiss them goodnight. A lot of soldiers, a lot of doctors, a lot of athletes, they don't get to. You know, a lot of other business people, they travel so much they don't get to, especially if they go into other countries. We got to be grateful for what we do, but we also got to understand that that some people do a lot different things than we do, and, and that's okay, because that's what I always leverage. I mean, maybe it's wrong, but maybe it's manipulation. But anytime I'm catching some heat, I'm like, look, it could be worse. I could be in the military. We could be in fucking Kuwait right now, Okay. I mean, you know, God bless America and our soldiers, and they deserve a major pay raise, and they deserve to make a shit ton more money. I'll say that first. But, dude, that could be me. Like, I joined the Navy. That was my—I was going to go. Like, that could be me, right? It's one of my best friends in the Navy for 24 years. However, like, he traveled just six months. He was deported. Six months. The fuck, man? You don't see your family for six months? Like, it could always be worse, So you got to pick your poison of what you're building. But I believe anytime you're in a new role and you step up to the challenge, you'll conquer this, you'll love it more and you'll master it. You will have the time. You will have the energy. It's just going to take time to to really scale it, to get the people around you, to understand the process, to really streamline it. And then you'll get some of that time back and you'll be stronger and smarter for it. Yeah, and that's a a portion of why I... I wanted to, right? Like I wanted to step in and and become stronger and, and better and, and more impactful. So, you know, that's uh that was a that was a, a piece of the pie on on why I wanted to do that. But um yeah, I'm learning, you know, just as as you learn you, look, like you've got you, you know, you've got some stuff that has either slid off your plate or moved off your plate and then you tend to add some more stuff. You've got a lot of stuff going on right now and like trying to find time and one running a business right? Managing thousands of employees. And then you're doing a book now and you got a podcast. Like this book's a new thing for you. Where are we at with that? What's going on? Super excited about the book. So I I was telling you earlier, I've got, I've got two chapters done, right? And we've got, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. I hope everybody else likes it, but I can tell you that. What's your question? How much can we talk about the book? Like, is is there secrets to this? Like, we can talk about whatever we want. I can, I can, no, I can read you a, a beginning of chapter one. How about that? First of all, you know, the book is called "Own Your Power." No bullshit, no excuses. The time is now. That's what the book's called, and the book is really, it is a guideline, a, a book with eight principles for no excuse life business, life, anything that no, everybody that's challenged now is your chance to, you know, through some of my experiences, through my challenges in life, I share, and hopefully it helps people out. And, you know, the first chapter, chapter one is called make your own map. 
and it starts out, it's pretty good. So first of all, we go through this whole intro of why you're here, get your story straight before you begin. It talks about a lot of stuff about what's in the book and to be prepared. And then it talks about the chapters and the chapters are really, really amazing. But, you know, chapter one, Make Your Own Map starts like this. The night I won the Ernst & Young Emerging Entrepreneur of the Year Award, I had the how the fuck did I get here moment. It was 2019, and long after midnight, Liz and I had been partying late with a bunch of famous business millionaires and some A-list showbiz people. Now we're back at the Omni Hotel in the Battery Atlanta Field, where we'd been put up in an executive suite with a balcony that looked onto the field where the Atlanta Braves play. I turned out the lights, I laid down, and I thought, wow, what a cool day. Then I thought about where I'd come from. I rewound the journey. It had been, it had been on to get to this day for a moment. I was 18 years old again, back at the university hospital, staring at nine babies, not knowing which one was mine. That was the day my daughter, Hannah, was born. Bam. That's how it starts. That's just the first two paragraphs. (laughs) So it talks about create your own map and how you have to like, you have to take control because in that moment, you know, my mother-in-law, she's my mother-in-law now, but she was trying to force my, my wife, who wasn't my wife at the time, she was my girlfriend and we weren't together. She was pregnant and she was trying to make force my girlfriend or ex-girlfriend at the time to give our daughter up for adoption. And so I went there to the hospital to go see her born and they wouldn't let me in. They went under an alias name. And I had a a camera around my neck, a Polaroid camera with my buddy. And I went up there. They wouldn't let me in. They told me that she was under an alias name. I'd go take pictures of babies. So I was taking pictures of babies, not knowing which one was mine. And I went home and I bawled my eyes out. And I decided that day things were going to change. And I went and I put a lien on my car and I hired an attorney and I sued for joint custody because I had rights. Now, the, the real screwed up part of this whole story, and you know, it, and my wife's got way darker stories than I've ever got, but the real screwed up part is her mom and sister were there when she was going to have Hannah. And then when she was going into labor, they left her there because she was going to keep the baby. So she had the baby on her own. And then she went to live with her grandmother the next day. And I didn't see Hannah until she was five days old. But the moral of that chapter, and there's several different stories in that chapter, little stories, is we nobody dictates what the fuck we do. We do. We create our own map. Not, not your mom, not your cousin, not your stepmom, not your in-laws, not your daddy, not your fucking, but nobody. We dictate our map. We create our, our decisions in life. We get to do what we want to do, how we want to do it. It's our choice. Right, wrong, or indifferent, that's the point. And so that's what that chapter's about. Dang, that's so true. Now, though, too, a lot like, of it's a business. There's a lot of business stories in there, right? But that's a personal story. Then it gets into some business stories as well. And you had own your power as a title, and that means a couple of things. So I, I, I mean, without you, I, go ahead and explain. We talk about it all the time in inside power home, but like, there's a whole other meaning to it. Inside power home, it's own your power, don't rent your power. So, you, but in in the book, and my intentions of that is own your power. It's own your power to make a decision. Own your power to be humble. Own your power to have confidence. Own your power to strive for perfection and do successful things and and serve others. You get to own your power. That is your power, your energy, your whole well-being. That is your power that you get to own. Nobody else. And that's what the book's about. And then kind of tying back the cost of success and then this book that you're doing, you've got sometimes minutes in a day to write a chapter. I mean, if you maybe just walk us through 
I guess, the cost of success. And I know you're doing this book. We've talked multiple times of like you just kind of genuinely doing this to encourage others, inspire others, and motivate others to start to take action on owning their power, owning a business, walking the walk that they've wanted to for the longest time. But that comes at a cost. Like you're literally squeezing in like nine minutes of work on a, on a book sometimes where you only have like nine and a half minutes. I'm doing everything I can do because I believe when you have an opportunity, you don't get any time back. And I am a workaholic, but I, I'm also a fatherholic and a husbandholic. And, you know, I do everything I can do to love on them I can. But, but I have to build a foundation here because I have 1,800 employees that depend on me. You know, they're just as important as my family. They're not less important. That is my family. Power Home is my other child. That is my life. And I have to do things for me. And the book is my duty to give back. My podcast is my duty to give back. I've been successful. I've, I've been through some challenges. I've learned some lessons. It's my job to give back. I have mentors. I have coaches. This is my way to give back. And if I don't do this, I'm, I'm, I'm limiting myself. I talk about that in the book on how they told me, you have to, you have to do this. You know, all those guys, all those EY winners, and they all have MBAs and they've owned, you know, billion dollar companies. I'm up there with them in that suite. And they're like, dude, this is your duty. You have to. And they're right. You know, when you become successful and you've been through things, any knowledge you can share and you can push forward, that's that's key. And, you know, I don't have the best story in the world. I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I haven't been through the hardest shit in the world, but I have my shit and my shit might help someone. And that's what I'm trying to put out there. And it does take away the cost of being successful, takes away time, takes away sleep's overrated. I sleep four or five hours. I don't think you need more than that. But, you know, it takes away time from the kids. And I try to make up with it with trips. I mean, you have to sacrifice. Nothing is ever good unless you sacrifice. So, yes, I sacrifice time, but I make up with it with quality. Because every day, if we don't pay attention to the quality and we just have time, what are we really doing, anyways? Your kids aren't going to remember that you were available every day, five to midnight. What they'll remember is something great you did on one of those nights for an hour that was so fun. It's a memory for life. That's quality over quantity. It's the same thing with your wife. She might not remember every day you were home exactly at five to do dinner and hang out, but she may remember that special surprise dinner and that special necklace you got her and how you romanced her going out that night. That's a memory forever. That she. You, that's the point. It's quality over quantity. Anytime that you're doing something or you're what we're doing, building a movement, or you're you're engaged in something that that you're in over your head sometimes. You're staying in the moment, but you're giving more than a hundred percent. You gotta find a way because the cost is sacrifice of time from your family and, and your friends. You gotta find a way to give back with quality. Yeah, and a couple of points that I was thinking of is, you know, just some of the recent conversations that we had, you know, prior to this is you know, some things that you, you've gone through uh, that haven't quite yet come to fruition, you know, long meetings, long nights, intense conversations where it just like, it seems like you're making headway on something. And then it's just like, hmm, we didn't get anywhere. How can we learn to embrace that a little bit? And like, wh what do you do to, to tell yourself like, that still was impactful. I know it didn't come to anything. We've got to shift. We've got to pivot. Or maybe it was just like, you know, maybe it's just chalk it up to experience. Well, I'm human. 
I mean, you know, I had a breakdown the other day, you know, we've been grinding, we're going through a transaction, you know, going looking for the right company to have a minority stake in our business to help us go public in the next two to three years to get back to our employees and to take this to the next level. We know we can be a multi-billion dollar company, but we need the right partner to help guide that ship to get there. And when we're doing these four and five hour presentations and you think you're building a relationship, and let me tell you, I love the sales process. Like I love the hunt. I love the excitement of doing the pitch and dropping it. Like, yeah, here we go. Like, I love all that. And you think everything's going good and people label you something different than you are, or they question your work ethic, or they question your intentions. And you sometimes feel defeated, you know, insecurity kicks in, different things. And I, you know, you give all this time and you're right. It's like, for what? And it does hurt. And I do get sideways and I do get emotional. And I'm like, I'm busting my ass working every day. How do these people get to question me or dictate me and have their own perception? And it, I broke down, I got pissed. And then I woke up, you know, that later that night, I had a few drinks. I was at the melting pot. I got a little loose. And then I got home. And then that morning I woke up and I said, you know what? Bump that. Nobody, it's my map. I create my map. Those guys, it, it doesn't matter what they think. Easy come, easy go. You know what I learned from that? I learned that it doesn't matter what college you went to or what bank you work for or what private equity funds you work for. Either you want to be part of Power Home or you don't. And if you don't, that's fine. But don't hate on me because you can't run a billion-dollar company because you work for somebody. Don't be a fucking hater on me. That's what I learned. And so I had to reset my mind and go, that person's a hater. They're just hating on me because of my age or because I didn't finish high school or college. And I have a business that's you know going to be worth billions. And he doesn't. And he wanted to be little and, and really, you know, really limit w- what we're worth and his perception of us. And I don't like that. And I'm always, I don't like bullies and I'm always going to defend Power Home. I'm going to do what's right for Power Home. And so, you know, I get, I get pushed. I'm human. I am far from perfect, man. I, I snap when I have to snap, dude, and I'm good with it. I don't apologize for being passionate or emotional, man. It's who I am. And for those that that know me and are close to me, they know I've got their back. I'm going to love the shit out of them and do whatever I can for them forever. And for those that are my enemy, you better get the fuck out of my way, dude, because I'm ripping some eye sockets. That's how I roll, you know? It is how you I mean, That's how I do. Like, I, what do you want? <laughs> hey, look, the cost of success is, man, I'm a high amp son of a bitch, man. I'm ready to go. Like, I want to win. I want to win at all costs. I love our people. I want to protect our people. I want to protect my family and friends. But like, I'm ready. Like, that's just who I am. I can't apologize for who God made me, man. I, that's who I am. I can't be something I'm not. You know, that's why I put people around me that aren't me, dude. Everything, life is a puzzle and business is a puzzle. You fit the pieces in that are different. That's how you got to do it. If I had two of me, shit, we'd be out in the street every day. Hopefully yeah. I'd win most of them. <laughs> Who would win, Jason Waller? Jason Waller. <laughs> uh, I, I hope me, I don't know. But the point <laughs> is, is like, you, you got to be able, and look, like you're laughing, like we got to be able to laugh. You got to be able to not take it serious. Man, I get, sometimes you get in that moment, you're like, damn it, I let that, and but I don't stay there long. I'm like, all right, move on. Let's go to the next thing. That's that's past, man. I ain't, I'm done with it. And so that's what I did. I reset my mind and I categorized it what I believe it is, right? And then I move on. And I go, you know what? I've, I've dealt with people like that my whole life. And I w- always will. People will always doubt me. And that's okay. Get your popcorn. Get your Slurpee. Get your licorice. John, me, Power Home. We're going to put on a damn show for you. You just watch and wait. Okay. That, that's how I tell myself that's building confidence. It's re- affirmations that I need to continue to move forward. I mean, if we're not going to love ourselves, who's going to love us? You know, my, 
my therapist asked me recently, you know, like, you get depressed? I said, eh, I get depressed sometimes. I mean, I'm human. I get depressed. She's like, you ever think of suicide? I said, no, I love me some me. Me and me, we're good. We're always good. She started laughing. I said, well, I like me some me. I, you got to love yourself or nobody else will love you, man. That's how it is. Now, I'm not cocky and arrogant like I think I'm the shit, but I do love myself. You're supposed to. Yeah. And look, like we're, yeah, for sure. We're our own worst critics. And I think, I think that's all I beat myself thing. up, but then I go, man, I love me. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to do. I mean, it really is. There's so many, like the example you gave, there's so many external factors that can shift our day. And, and you really have to reach down inside. And, you know, depending on who it's coming from, sometimes it, it cuts a little deeper than, you know, the, the others. But um, the one thing I do appreciate of you is that, you, like, I've seen you in some, conversations and situations and decision-making processes where you do take the process you know seriously but you're always able to to have some some joking and some laughing matter in there and, and make light of some some situations where I'm like dude how's he even joking around about this right now like I'm worried how's he not worried so I think that's one thing that you're able to fit those situations into your life so well and deal with them on a consistent basis because you have that ability to just be in the moment. No, I appreciate that. And look, you know, back to what we're calling the show here, you know, the cost of, of success. I mean, you're, you're proof of that. And I, and I would assume that, you know, your career now, it's, it's different than what you used to do. And you're, you're grinding and you're putting in time and, and you're sacrificing time with your family. But you're going to be in a position to where we go public. I mean, you're a big part of our business and you're running a huge part of the organization with over 350 employees. I mean, it's something I'm sure your wife and kids are proud of and that you're part of that movement. I know you're always in and you bleed it, but I mean, that's a big deal. So you got to be proud of yourself and not get scared of the moment and know that what you're doing will have fruition here soon. That's what happens. You know, we put in the time and work and then it pays us back. And then we put in the time and work and it pays us back. We have these peaks and valleys is how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's a portion where like, I'm, I'm certainly prepped, right? Like I'm, I'm prepped to do a, a ton of work, right? And like work, work, work and grind, grind, grind at a minimum, at a minimum, I'm going to get really good experience from this, right? At a very minimum. So like, what's wrong with that? Like if, if there's more, Awesome. Like, I'll take that too. But like, at a minimum, I can enjoy the people I'm around doing the same thing that I'm doing every single day grinding and we're going to, we're just going to make each other better. And it's going to help me personally and professionally in the long run. And then, you know, whatever happens after that, I'm cool with too, you know, so it'll, it'll be great. I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I just, I want to be to that mastery point. It's just too new right now. You got to live in the moment. You can't do it overnight. It takes time. Small goals, baby. Small goals at a time. You just learn a little bit every day. One one thing in the book I talk about, if you could be 1% better every day, that's 365% better in a year. 1% better every day will get you there. Think about that. It's another tidbit in that book, baby. <laughs> Some sneak peeks. Did we talk about the chapters? Can we talk about them at all? Some of these titles? Yeah, you can bring them up. I gave you the list of the titles. Wait, wait, go ahead. I mean, we've got Make Your Own Map. We've talked about that. No Elevator in Life. I think Love Your Haters is uh, probably going to be a really good chapter. We got Failure of Fear, Team Out, To Be a World Champ, Focus on Play by Play. You're fucked if you chase money, focus on fulfillment instead. Own Your Power. Or No, no, no. 
that's uh was that eight did i say one two three yeah that's eight did that's i miss eight, any yeah yeah which one do you want me to comment on pick pick one to comment on i'll get you let's go to to be a world champ focus on the play-by-play so massive goals are important, but you've got to chunk it down. Stay the course and focus on small milestones only. Incremental progress is the way. That is the 1% example. If you can just accomplish 1% more today than yesterday, and you focus on the small 1% gain every day, because a lot of people, and you know this from weight training, you can't lose a fucking 100 pounds overnight, but you can lose one pound in a few days, maybe one pound a week. And as long as you just have that incremental growth, that's how you become world champ because you're focusing on the little things, each play to play to get to the end result, right? The tortoise and the hare in the race, right? The, the, tor- the hare is running like, I got you beat. And the tortoise is like, no, nah, man, I'm taking my time, dude. I'm doing what I need to do. And then, you, you know, the fucking rabbit takes a nap and all of a sudden wakes up and the tortoise won the race. That's what happens. It's slow and steady. Like I'm a fast dude, but I learn slow and steady. Every day I want to learn one more thing, one more thing. And in a year, that's 365 things. And if you can push yourself just 1% more every day, you stay in that moment. It never gets too big and you never get discouraged because it's 1%. Look back six months, you're like, holy crap, I'm 180 something percent more than I was. And you just keep going. Hey, I want to comment on one more. So I want you to comment on one more. Don't be held hostage because this is like your jam. This is you. Like this is you. Come on, give us some. Yeah, the don't be held hostage. Learn, learn how to own your own circumstances and build systems into your life or business so that you never feel forced to do what you don't want to do. You always have a choice. And I'll go back to whether it's in a relationship or whether it's in business. When you're handcuffed to somebody, when you have to make a decision based on fear or emotion, you, you're, you're, you're held hostage. And it should never be that way. In business, your decision should be clear-cut results. It's data. Data never lies, right? It's white or black. That's it. And, you know, you got to take the emotion out of it. And when you're held hostage by a top sales rep and you got to continue to give him what you what he wants because otherwise you're screwed. You've screwed yourself by building an organization that was too codependent. Our business can be replaced by anybody, including me. They just have to change a lot of billboards and, and TV stuff. <laughs> but anybody, it's in, it's interchangeable because the company cannot be held hostage by one given thing. That's dangerous. That's irresponsible. You need to build a machine. You know, bam, build a machine. That's the company version. Build a movement is us, the people, the employees version. And being held hostage in a relationship. Maybe you have kids, but your relationship's abusive. You feel hostage because you have kids. That's bullshit. Everybody has kids, man. You don't have to stay with somebody and take that shit because you have kids. I mean, there's so many versions of being held hostage that people can implement in their life. And, and they really, when they live in that fear or emotion and they're just stuck because of something else, that's bullshit. You shouldn't be held that way. That's not living life. That's living to die. That's living in fear. That's boxing yourself in. And that's being held hostage. And I don't like it. Well, man, I've listened to a ton of stories uh, from you and about you. And dude, I cannot wait till this book gets on shelves. I'm going to be the first one to buy it. Hey, and by the way, you, Sarah can read it too, but nobody else. Just you and Sarah. <laughs> okay. No Benny B, nobody else. Okay. That shit's a secret. They're going to see at the end. I want them to see the finished product. I want to go, Bop, there's your book, man. Have fun. Let me know. But for you, I'd love some feedback. And look, Honest feedback, like constructive criticism. I always, 
I always like to get feedback because I can tweak a couple things here and there. It's only first two chapters. Everything's done. I'm just waiting to review it all. And um, but uh, those are the first two chapters I'm finalizing right now. Yeah, I'm going to peek in. And for the listeners out there and the viewers, the cost of success, sacrifice, family, time, all that's going to be part of it. Find a way to allocate the best way you can. Schedule it on your calendar. Schedule it on your phone. Make the moments matter. Quality over quantity. Okay, quality over quantity. A wife will forgive you if you do something spectacular the one hour you get to see her rather than see her eight hours in the week and you didn't do shit. It ain't happening. Same thing with your kids. Quality over quantity. That's my advice. That's a wrap. You ready, John? One, two, three, bam. Ready? One, two, three, bam. And that concludes another episode here on True Underdog. If you're interested in hearing more, make sure you subscribe at iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the YouTube channel. You can always visit trueunderdog.com. Subscribe to all of them. Make sure you check out our newest episodes coming out on Mondays and Thursdays. True Underdog, baby. Bam! 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 True Underdog. Bam! 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 Bam